Do you like the show and you want to help support us? Do you want us to stay ad-free? Do you want extra episodes every month? Of course you do. Then head over to patreon.com slash nerdgaveretro and become a Patreon supporter of this very show. and welcome to the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. My name is Derek Diamond. Ooh, we have a community guest this evening. Yes. Uh, he is probably, he has probably the best community handle I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's Donner Party of Five is joining us tonight. Hello, sir. Hello. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. And uh, I have it. I have it at Dead Pod Ryan on the. Uh, if you're watching this on Twitch or if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, that's his Twitter handle at Dead Pod Ryan. You can go follow him over there on Twitter and uh, come into the, come join the community over on uh, our Discord, which you can get to uh, right at the top of our Twitter page at Nerd Cave Retro. Just click that link and come right into the community. And Donner is uh, is one of our. One of our guys over there who's just always there and always talking and always has funny stuff to say. So I'm glad I'm glad you're here tonight. Uh, yeah, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Uh, you know how the show works. We uh, we always come in talk about our week or whatever. But uh, we kind of want to start with you and ask um, uh, what you do in the community and uh, what you've been working on in uh, in other capacities. Oh, I guess in the community I. I'd say just me and Rampage just make jokes at each other all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Jokester, that that is my role in the community. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You and Rampage get going, and uh, you guys were cracking me up today in, in the the Discord. So if you're not, you're missing out, people. If you're not in there, it's probably the uh, one of the best online communities you can be in. It's definitely better than Twitter, because uh, man. <laughs> I got taken a task the last 24 hours. I've been getting hate retweeted left and right. Oh. <laughs> it's it's It got ugly because uh, I don't want to go into it, but I, I can make the left and the right angry. So I'm uh, I'm, I'm batting a thousand over here. <laughs> That's a special talent. Yeah. That's a good quality to have, though. You're an equal opportunist. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I guess that's what I get for, for sticking my nose in where it don't belong. But, you know, I can't help it. As some people are overly sensitive anyway. So uh, what have you been, uh, anything you want to talk about you've been playing or? Uh, I've been, uh, I've been playing. So the, I think 1.5 Stardew Valley update came out on Switch like a week or so ago. Still have yet to play that. It's And oh, it's, it's phenomenal. It, it's, it's crack. You get addicted real hard. <laughs> uh, but I've been playing a lot of that. I had a Smash Brothers tournament last weekend. Came in second place, which is like the highest I've ever come. Sweet. In a tournament. Yeah, it was nice. I've cracked the top ten a, a couple times, but never never, never number two. Um, playing that, doing, uh, doing some Rocket League, working on, working on my podcast. That, that, that's about it. Yeah, tell them about your podcast. You just, uh, uh, just started. Uh, you're on what? The, just dropped the second episode. Uh, yeah, we just two. dropped number two. Uh, yesterday, and uh, yeah, it's it's a learning process, but it's it's been a lot of fun, and uh, just want to give you guys some thanks as a, a sort of inspiration for helping me getting that going. Oh, right, you're welcome. And it's yeah, uh, for it, sure. If you want to go check it out? It's called the Dead Podcast Society. Yeah, we got a WCW WWF Monday Night War Part One dropped yesterday. Part Two dropped Sunday, and then we're just going from there. Derek, you should have been on that one. <laughs> I can't wait to hear those. I, I'm actually re-watching the Monday Night War series on the WWE Network. It's, nice. yeah, it's so, so well major. done. Did you guys see that um, WWE has something coming out on A&E next month all about, uh, it's like the uh, different eras of of wrestling like they're gonna go like deep dive into like behind the scenes stuff like you know wrestlemania 3 and like all different kind of stuff like that it's gonna Ooh. be it looks really good i can't remember the name of it right offhand i hadn't heard yeah. about that 
Yeah, it's, I think they're dealing with both like events and also specific people because I yeah. know they're doing a, a Steve Austin one at some point. So I think they're doing a mix of both. At A&E, they do really good um, documentaries. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm definitely going to check those out. Yeah, because I like the uh, the the what was what was the what were they called uh, Beyond the Ring or uh, Dark Side of the Ring? Dark, Dark Side, Side of the, the Ring. Ring. Yeah, those were oh, really those good were, too. Ooh, Rampage. that Chris Benoit one was insane. <laughs> Rampage is in the chat room. He is finally Rampage. Joined us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm I'm ex- really excited about that A and E show. I literally just read about that. I think earlier today. I had no idea they were doing it, and I saw it advertised. I think it was either on, it might have been on Twitter. I saw it, and I watched the preview for it. I was like, man, this is going to be really good. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Yeah, I read about it a while back and then heard nothing, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, it's coming. Like, yeah, oh, like I April, hadn't heard about this in a while. April 18th, I think. 18th or 20th, something like that. It's, it's coming that up That sounds soon. right. Yeah. Mm. But uh, what about you, Derek? What have you been playing this week? Uh well I'm I was originally going to review uh Trials of Mana for the Switch but and I've been enjoying the game but man does it take a while to get going <laughs> like I'm almost 2 hours in and the story is like really starting to pick up so there's a lot of setup so yeah. I'm going to be reviewing that in um in 2 weeks when I have a little bit more time to to dive more into it and play it but for tonight's show I'm excited to talk about this one. I will be uh, reviewing The Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons. So excited to. Until you guys talked about that, I I had never even heard of Oracle of Seasons. Like, I wasn't a Game Boy person. So it just. I I knew nothing about Oracle of Seasons. And uh, what's the other one? Oracle of Ages. Ages, yeah. Yeah, they're they're both good. (laughs) I. um, And the crazy thing is, Capcom. Actually made those games. Really? They were made by a th- they were made by a third party developer. Those hmm. Capcom Zelda games. Uh, I think they made Minish Cap as well. Very underrated. Yep. yep. I haven't finished Minish Cap. I, at least I never did. But um, what I played of it was good. Mm-hmm. It's my by far my favorite Zelda game, like handheld wise. Hmm. Have you played the Link's Awakening remaster? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was actually the first game I got on the Switch. Oh yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one yeah. to start with. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've been yeah, thinking so- about it lately. I really want to go back and play it again. Just just play yeah. through it again. Yeah, it's as much as I love Breath of the Wild, it's tough to beat that old school, like top down Zelda game where you go through dungeons, solve puzzles, collect mm-hmm. your items. There's just something about it that just can't be replicated. I agree. Yeah, that's why I was kind of disappointed that uh, Nintendo didn't announce anything for the Zelda 35th uh, during the last um, the direct. That um, I was really expecting at least you know a, a, a Link to the Past HD remaster or something. You know, like give me something, Nintendo. We got we got an update on Breath of the Wild too, and that is there's not really an update <laughs> yeah. on Breath of the Wild too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly they they told us they they updated us that there's no update which is what they did with metroid too i mean we'll have skyward sword but i'm hoping they do a little bit more because i really don't think we're getting breath of the wild 2 this year yeah i was i was itching for wind waker i was like come on just just port it over you already got it in hd just port it over they could still do it and they might save it as a surprise yeah, and it's weird. We got something coming up in the news tonight. I, I want to get you guys' uh, opinion on, but it has to do with the Wii U. So yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. okay. Never heard, never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, basically, this past week I've been playing a lot of uh, the game I'm going to review next week. There's a uh, I got it off of uh, the Switch store. It was on sale for I think like ninety nine cents. And um, it's called Metaloid Origins, and it's very, uh, it's like a 2D platformer, uh, 16-bit style, but it's, it's like, um, it's very Mega Man, like, you could tell the people that made it really love Mega Man, but there's so much more to it, like, there's levels where you jump on a, like, a, a, a one-wheeled motorcycle, and it's almost like playing uh, Sonic, 
and it's it's got some really cool mechanics to it, and I'm excited to talk about it next week. Um, I emailed the company today. Hopefully, they'll give us a a code to give away on the show. But even if they don't, it's only like a dollar on the Switch store, so it's great. And yeah. I've been playing the hell out of it, and I'm still not finished with it. And uh, other than that, still playing Hades. Hades is uh, is a, a masterpiece. So good. It's so good. Derek, I'm telling you, you're missing out. I need to play it still. <laughs> yeah, you do. As soon as after, the, after this weekend, I'll have more time. Yeah, as soon as the stimmy check hits... I'm getting uh, Apex. What, what's the name of that uh, again? Um, not Apex. Uh, it's the. It's like the Breath of the Wild kind of cl- uh, ripoff <laughs> that they put out recently. What the hell is the name of it? Somebody's gonna rampage. Help me out here. Let me. Uh, I'm not uh, sure. No. God damn it! My brain's not working. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, it's awesome, and I'm going to play it. <laughs> that one game with the people. Yeah, that one game with the thing. It's it's like, I, I, for some reason, I can't get Apex Legends out of my head, but it's not Apex <laughs> Legends. It drops March 9th, by the way. Ah, damn it. It'll, it'll hit me in like 10 minutes. I'll be like, oh, yeah, remember that game I couldn't remember? That's what it is. I can't wait for Wally to live tweet this. Yeah, he he's, he's yelling it. at me right now. <laughs> 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 not Fortnite. Shut up, Rampage. <laughs> oh man. Uh you want you guys want to go ahead and go into the news for this evening? Sure. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Rampage laughing at me in the chat room. <clears throat> this is from IGN.com. Uh who sent this? This is from Axeblade07 sent this in. Uh, this is IGN.com. Transformers, all new animated series announced by Nickelodeon and Entertainment One. Um, Nickelodeon and Hasbro's Entertainment One are set to roll out an all new animated Transformers series. Uh, the animated action comedy series will consist of 26 half hour episodes following a new species of Transformers on a mission to find their place and purpose among the Autobots, Decepticons, and the human family that adopts them. The series is being co-produced by Nickelodeon and E1 and will premiere exclusively on Nickelodeon in the U.S. before debuting in other countries. So what do you guys think about a new uh, animated action comedy series of, uh, of the Transformers? Donner, you can go first. I, um, so this is probably going to get my nerd card revoked, but I've never watched any of the animated Transformers. I was all about uh what was the cgi one called beast beast wars yeah mid 90s that that was my thing but um i mean it's just one of those one of those shows i just never got around to watching as a kid or as an adult not understandable yeah that the war for cybertron series is really good on netflix and i I talk incessantly about that that show, so that's kind of up my alley. But I, I don't. This sounds like it might be too, too much like of a, I don't know, like a little kid thing. <laughs> and Rampage says he's unsubscribing. It wasn't us. It was Donner. <laughs> Go after him, not us. Yeah. <laughs> Crucify me, Rampage. Yeah. I'll just say this: if it doesn't include the soundtrack from the 1986 movie, I'm not interested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it has to have Dare to Be Stupid on, on it. It has to. I'm not going to lie, I was listening to that soundtrack on the way to work yesterday, and none of those songs fit. No. Not, not a one. <laughs> not a single one of them fit. But I liked the songs. Like, I liked the music that they used. It just doesn't fit. Yeah, I don't... It's weird that they don't fit, but yet they fit perfectly wh- while they're playing. Yeah. If that makes any Even sense. Stupid. Yeah, it's... I mean, you can go back and listen to our commentary track, and we're all just kind of like, "How does this not fit, but yet fits perfectly at the same time?" I don't, I don't understand. I would have just loved to have sat in the writers' room, yeah, and and <laughs> how they came up with all that crap and threw it together into one movie. Yeah, not totally knocking it because I had fun watching it. Yeah, 
But yeah, I'm I'm with you, Jason. I, I think, you know, I, I'd be interested to check out maybe an episode or two, but this definitely sounds like it's catered more to a younger audience. Yeah, I'll probably watch the first episode or two, but that's probably it. Yeah, I don't I don't think I should watch any of this new series because that wouldn't be uh, befitting to the Transformers lore. Yeah. If I need to start somewhere, I need to go back to the beginning. True, yeah. That, that's yeah, probably a good say- idea. Especially yeah. if you're going to go watch the 1986 movie, too, because we, we were so lost watching that. <laughs> like, it, don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a good movie. It's just if you're not... It, it, you have to w- be watching the show to kind of get what's going on because it's like... Mm-hmm. It's just... It's all action and, like, no dialogue. So it's like... <laughs> it's just... It's like a, an hour and a half of just nothing but robots fighting. And you're just like, can I just get a little bit of... You know, just something. Where's Christopher we Lambert? Like <laughs> we, we were begging for exposition at yeah. that point. <laughs> All the while hearing Weird Al Yankovic saying, dare to be stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our next story comes to us from NintendoLife.com. Nintendo to reveal new Switch model with Samsung OLED display and 4K support. Mm-hmm. We've just reached the four-year anniversary of the Nintendo Switch. God, has it already been that long? Yep. And admittedly, compared to next-generation devices, the hybrid system is starting to show its age. How will Nintendo combat a possible decline in sales then? Well, according to a new report from Bloomberg, the video game giant will fight to maintain market dominance this holiday season by unveiling a new Switch model equipped with a bigger Samsung OLED display. This new system could support a or could sport a thinner bezel. This information comes from people familiar with the plan with Samsung to reportedly begin mass production on a 7-inch 720p resolution OLED panel as soon as this June. The aim would supposedly be to produce just under a million units per month and ship the first batch of panels to assemblers by July. So what do you guys think of this? I mean, this been rumored off and on for a while now that there's going to be essentially a more powerful switch. You can go first, Donner. It, now, is this, is this the rumored Switch Pro? I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, it's, it's also going to support 4K, you would 4K. think. It's going to yeah. support 4K. Yeah. But then, like, is it only going to be docked because... You know, if you undock it, obviously the resolution is going to go down. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, I don't to know. Be perfect- to be oh, perfectly honest, I mean, I'm perfectly happy with the Switch I have. So it's not really much really to, to get me to buy a new one unless, you know, they just come out. With, I'm not really going to get anything Switch upgradable until they just come out with a new console whatever the next console is. I personally think the Switch has a couple of more years left in it. Mm-hmm. I'd say at least maybe another two, possibly three. I would say at least four, because they, they talked about how the Switch was in its midlife now, and it's already been out four years, so I would suspect at least another four years. That's wild. It's already been four years. I yeah, know. I know. <laughs> I still remember being at work and getting the notification that it had been delivered to my apartment. Then I left to go get it, and I played it for like half an hour during my lunch break. Yeah. It was, it was so... And the game I played was Breath of the Wild. So it was... It was I'm like, I don't want to stop, but I have to. Just 30 minutes of the worst tease imaginable. Right? Yeah. Um, this, is, this next story is the one I really wanted to throw you, you to you guys. This is from TheVerge.com. Nintendo just released the first Wii U update since 2018. Uh, Nintendo has released a software update for its languishing Wii U console. and uh, It's first in nearly two and a half years. Um, the console made a jump from version 5.5.3 to 5.5.5. Uh, the patch notes are vague, so it's hard to tell exactly what changed. Uh, Further improvements to overall system stability and other minor adjustments have been made to enhance the user experience. Um, Nintendo has has largely abandoned the Wii U in favor of the Switch and has ported over many of the older consoles' best games. Why do you think Nintendo did this? I mean, they've all but killed the Wii U at this point. 
I think they just wanted to make Zombie U run a little bit better. Taking care of those, <laughs> taking care of those fans still that are playing that game. Yeah, those fifteen Zombie U fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I read the headline, my first question was why. Yeah, like it's, it's been three years now. The and I feel bad because it's like the the Wii U and I did have one, but it was like you could tell Nintendo wasn't really all in on it. Yeah, from mm-hmm. the very beginning because. Uh, the the launch time frame was weird. They didn't really have a a big game for it. It was just it was one of those systems that I feel like was doomed to fail from the very beginning. Yeah. So I I have no clue why they're doing an update. I wish they would just go ahead and port over Twilight Princess and uh, Wind Waker. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. <laughs> and I mean, then the Wii U would pretty much be obsolete at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm astounded at it, this point. It's just weird yeah. to me. Like, it's almost the same if they would have said, "We just released a Wii update." Like, why? Like, nobody <laughs> owns the system. I mean, the ones that do probably don't even touch it anymore. And I, I don't know. Nintendo just does some weird stuff sometimes. I'm just like, what are you doing? Stop, stop doing Wii U updates and give me a damn Metroid <laughs> game already. <laughs> like, good lord, Nintendo. That's why they didn't do the Metroid update. Yeah. Because they were too busy doing the Wii U update. Like, <laughs> Jesus, come on, Nintendo. Good Lord. That and they know that um, come December 31st, if there's no update, I don't have to eat this hat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I might have to uh, shave next week. We'll have to see after one. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, know, we'll know tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, good lord. Uh, this is going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> I I think there's going to be some crazy things that happen in the episode. I I don't I don't uh, I don't think we're going to get all the questions answered, but we'll we'll have some cool moments. Just for once, I want to have one up on Wally and I can never have it. Never have it. He's always got the upper hand. One day. One day. One day. <laughs> But our last story comes to us from thegamer.com. Sega planning Sonic the Hedgehog concert for the game's 30th anniversary. It should say in parentheses, but not a game. Uh, Sega is reportedly planning a Sonic the Hedgehog concert for the 30th anniversary of the game, according to Total Licensing Australia. Through 2021, Sega will be celebrating Sonic's 30th anniversary with new game content, a music concert with special guests, and a wide array of new licensing and merchandising partnerships. Of course, you know, the game, the original Sonic game was released in 1991 for the Genesis and has since, and since then over 1.14 billion units of Sonic the Hedgehog have been sold and downloaded since the series debuted. And at SXXW Gaming 2019, Sonic team head Takashi Izuka announced that development on the next major Sonic installment is in the works. In February, the first teaser trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog 2, scheduled to debut on April 8th, 2022, was released by Paramount Pictures. Uh, the first film grossed nearly $320 million worldwide, according to Box Office Mojo. And of course, you know, we talked about, I believe, a couple of weeks ago, there's going to be a new Sonic animated series on uh, Netflix called Sonic Prime. So there, there are some good things in the works for Sonic, I feel like. I, I wish they would release more information about what game they're going to release. I hope it's Sonic Generations 2 because the the first one was a lot of fun. Uh, That coincided with the 20th anniversary of of Sonic. So I I think if they were to do something like that, I think it would be really cool for fans. I'm just wondering, are they going to live stream it or what exactly is the deal with it? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, the the concert is the the intriguing part, and I'm I'm curious to see what they do with it because you know I, I love the music from all the games. Yeah. So I don't know if they're gonna be like remixed or if they're like tracks that are inspired by some of the original game music. It's interesting. Yeah. I want to see a. So you remember the old Ninja Turtle uh, concert that went around? Yeah. Yeah. I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so down for that. Yeah, I, I think so I would be up for that. 
You know, a few yeah, years ago, um, I actually did. Derek, did you ever go see the um, when they did the Star Wars uh, London Symphony Orchestra? Did the um, they traveled and uh, hit all the major cities and had Anthony Daniels uh, hosting the show and they would play, you know, cuts from uh, um, the Star Wars soundtracks, but they would have like the big screen behind them playing scenes from the movies. Did you ever see that? Mm-mm. I know what you're talking about, but I never saw it. Yeah, I went to that, and that was really cool. I figured they could do something like this, where they, like, you know, play the, the songs from the game and, like, have a big screen behind them, like, playing, you know, parts of the game and stuff like that. Maybe some scenes from the movie. I think that would be cool if they did something like that. It's still kind of crazy that, you know, this is the 30-year anniversary of the franchise, but the movie came out last year. Yeah, I know. And the sequel's coming out next year. Last movie I saw in a theater before everything went to shit. <laughs> that was my, because uh, it came out on Valentine's Day yep. last year, so that was my Valentine's Day gift to myself, was yeah. going to see Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Man, wouldn't it be uh, nice to go to the movies again? Yeah, I miss it. I'm telling you, you guys have seen the previews for Godzilla vs. Kong, right? Mm-hmm. That that's That's a movie theater type of movie yeah i want to be sitting there in a theater eating popcorn drinking a coke zero while a giant lizard and a giant monkey beat the shit out of each other like that can i just have that please <laughs> i mean is it so I, much to ask yes yeah i didn't realize i missed movies until listening to your 300th episode uh this morning and you were talking about the infinity war snap yeah, and just how quiet everyone was, and I was like, man, like I missed just that atmosphere of just being mind blown, walking out of a movie theater. It, so many great moments have happened due to like viewing films in a theater like that. You have, um, you know, when I went opening night for Force Awakens, anytime like the first time Han showed up, the first time Leia showed up, everybody went nuts. Mm-hmm. Just want to and, say hi to uh, Dead Pod Blake, who has joined us in the chat room, and he said what Jay said, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, like the, one of the greatest experiences in the movie theater was during Endgame when Cap got, the, uh, got Mjolnir. Dude, that place went bonkers, man. Like it, I had not experienced... I had, I've I've been to a lot of movies, but the level of excitement when that happened was it was like electricity going through the the theater. Like, man, I just miss that so much. I want to feel that again. Hopefully soon. Yeah, hopefully. Maybe. Maybe they'll make some good Star Wars movies now that JJ yeah. <laughs> now that uh, JJ Abrams is not in the picture anymore, and we got. John Favreau and yeah, maybe I'm stoked for that Rogue Squadron movie that Patty Jenkins is doing. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really good. It seems so far away right now. I know. Yeah, I showed a picture of um, uh, what's his name played Obi Wan. Uh, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Uh, his workout um the other day, getting ready to play Obi Wan. He's like all ripped up and stuff. I'm like, damn, Obi Wan got some guns. <laughs> I don't remember Alec Guinness ripping his shirt off, throwing you know, throwing up the double guns back in 1977. Yeah, I think the series is supposed to take place 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. So after that, it was just a steep decline. Yeah. And, you know, those those Tatooine elements will do that to you. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, no all, all those Bantha steaks he was eating, just beefing them up. Yeah. <laughs> then he traded in the Bantha steaks for the blue milk. Yeah, man, I'm ready to go to Disney too. Like, I want to go get some blue milk and and fly the Millennium Falcon. And can we just get the world back to normal, please, so we can go do fun shit again? Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> I'll, hopefully later on in the summer. I hope so. Yeah. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Uh, you yeah. want to go through uh, video game history real quick? Sure. Let's do it. <laughs> March 16th of 1982, Atari's uh, Atari 2600 version of Pac-Man hit stores. 12 million cartridges are produced. 7 million were sold. 
It's believed to be one of the causes of the video game crash of 1983. Definitely one of the biggest reasons. And you don't make 12 million cartridges when you only have 8 million uh, Atari 2600s in circulation. Why would you do that? I would have loved to have been in the room with someone who said that was a good idea. (laughs) And love to hear their reasons why. they really think it was going to be that big of a system seller. They were going to sell 4 million more uh, Atari 2600s when it had already been out for five years at that point. I have no idea. No idea. I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Do you want me to go ask uh, Noah Bill Show? Yeah, call him up. Ask him, like, what were you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in March of 1985, Takan released his Gridiron Fight, an American football sports game featuring the use of dual trackball controls. I actually it's a great, great title for a game. I remember playing Gridiron Fight a couple times in the arcade. I didn't like it. I don't really like sports games all that much anyway. Yeah, I've I've grown out of playing most. I mean, I used to play NCAA football when it was around, and played Madden in like the late. 2000s early 2010s but i i don't think i've played a football game since like 2000 like 13 or 14 you know what we need we need a nintendo switch version of double dribble and tech mobile that's what i'm waiting on yes <laughs> oh yeah yeah bring back bo jackson so you can <laughs> <laughs> just outrun everybody everybody yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's like if I tell people if you want to just be good in that game, just play as Bo Jackson. Yeah. You will never yeah. lose. That's all you need. Yeah. Uh, March 19th of 1994, Super Metroid is distributed on a 24 megabit cartridge. Super Metroid was called the best game of all time by Electronic Gaming Monthly in 2002. I can't argue with him. It, uh, it's not the best game of all time, I don't think, but it's up there. It's definitely up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially with Super Nintendo games, it's got to be in that that upper tier with like Mario World and Link to the Past. Yeah, it's definitely in the top five of best SNES games. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That'd be an interesting list to try and do, like your like top ten video games of all time, because it's so subjective. Yeah, that'd be pretty hard to do. I mean, we'll have to do it, but where would Star Tropics rank? Oh my god! <laughs> it probably—it's definitely—it's my favorite Nintendo game, NES game. But I think in like an all-time list, it's definitely in the top ten. But it may be hover—it might be hovering around the the five spot. I think because it's definitely something I can still go back and play. I still play it every few years. I love that game, but there's still there are other games that I like playing better or more <laughs> well i mean and you look at like link to the past like if i had a choice between would you rather play star tropics or link to the past i'm taking link to the past every time you know like that's not even a that's a no-brainer i mean it's tough to argue link to the past against anything yeah and you know i, I ghoul super ghouls and ghosts <laughs> <laughs> bite your tongue sir yeah. Fester's Quest, you know, like any one of those. Like, well, and let's not forget the greatest video game of our generation, Superman 64. Oh, my God. How did Classic. that get released? The Tied crazy. Money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's know. see. March 22nd of 1996, Capcom releases Resident Evil for the PlayStation. Woo woo. Love that's Resident Evil's another game that's up there in the top ten. Resident Evil and Resident Evil Two, uh, especially the remakes. Um, they're so good. They're immersive. They're scary. Uh, can't go wrong with Resident Evil games. I'm excited for the the rebooted film series. Oh yeah. What were you gonna say? Oh, that's um, my first foray into Resident Evil wasn't actually the original PlayStation game. It was the GameCube. Like 2002 remake. Yeah, mm-hmm. which well, that was oh, yeah. that was the one I good. just that was one I just reviewed a couple of weeks ago because it's mm-hmm. available on the Switch right now. And even though the camera does suck, it, you get used to it after a few minutes, and it add actually adds to the tension. I think. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I really don't mind it all that much. It, it's a complete different experience, especially when you go play that and then you go play like the, the Resident Evil 2 remake, which is a, a freaking masterpiece. And it's just, it's a complete different gaming experience, but it still holds that like, I don't know, that, that like tension level and just like feels like you're alone and, and surrounded, like you're going to die. There's death around every corner. I just, I, it's my favorite, my favorite game series of all time, probably. Hard to argue that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, March 4th of 1999, Pepsi Man is released for the PlayStation in Japan. Did you ever see the uh, Angry Video Game Nerd video for Pepsi Man? Yeah, I have it's not. A, it's a classic video. It's a classic angry, angry Video Game Nerd. Yeah, you should go watch that tonight. Uh, Derek, it's <laughs> wow! Like that. How did how did those games get made? I, Pepsi I, had money. I guess money <laughs> talks. Yeah, it's sort of like a uh, Sneak King. Remember Sneak King, the game that Burger King made about that yeah. weird ass uh, that weird ass Burger King they had in the commercials for a while. Do they still use do that? I haven't seen a Burger King commercial in like ten years. I don't think they do. Yeah. So creepy. Jason, I don't know if you remember this. It might have been this game that we brought up, but we were talking about different games that had obvious product placements, and we went on for like nearly 10 minutes, like looking up different games that had like, like there was one that started the seven up dot. Yeah. There were were several other ones too. So there's one I I want to play. There's one I still want to review for the show. It's uh, Yo Noid. For uh, the Nintendo. <laughs> you guys remember the Noid back in the yeah. 80s? Mm-mm. What the hell was that? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, something like, I don't know who was smoking crack when they came up with the Noid. Like, I, 80s advertising was weird, man. Just go back and watch some of those old 80s commercials. I want to get back to doing that too. My little, my little Saturday morning uh, 80s commercial uh, stream. Those were fun. I miss doing that. We should do a uh, a two week stretch where we each review uh like a product placement game. Let's do that because I do want to do Yo Noid, and uh, which one would you do? I'll do I I don't mind doing Pepsi Man. Yeah, I I don't know what would be worse, <laughs> Superman sixty four or Pepsi Man. That that will be my cross to bear. <laughs> I think I'm coming out on the better end of the deal on that one because at least Yo Noid was made by Capcom. So it's probably at least playable. Was it made by Capcom? Yeah, it was a Capcom game. Yeah. Wow. Let's let's go ahead and make the bet. How long do you think I will play Pepsi Man before I get tired of it? Seven minutes tops. Ooh, that's, that's, that's real generous. <laughs> I think you'll give it at least five, and then you'll go another two minutes just to, to be like, uh, I just gotta, I have to see more. <laughs> uh, T- Dead Pod Blake in the chat room says Superman 64 was at least better than the Superman Returns movie I don't know I actually mm. there are parts of that movie that I like but I don't like the whole uh, deadbeat dad kind of uh, peeping Tom Superman like I, I, I don't like that and then you could just if they could just go back and digitally erase uh, Kevin Spacey out of that movie, that'd be great. <laughs> Replace it with Michael Rosenbaum. Ooh, oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, I, there were parts of that movie that I liked. Like, I liked the general idea of the story. I just didn't like that they made it a continuation of the Donner movies. Yeah. I thought that was a big mistake. Well, and I like Brandon Routh as Superman. Like people knocked him for that movie, but that the reason why that movie was a failure was not because of him. Yeah, he actually made a really good Superman, but and he made a great Clark Kent too. But like you said, it was weird to pretend that Superman three and four didn't exist, and then they sort of uh, you know went back to make it a, a sequel to Part Two. But there were two versions of Part Two: the Donner cut and the original cut. And both movies are completely different, so you're just like, well, which one are they? They are they, you know, a sequel of? Makes me wonder if they're going to do that with the Snyder cut of Justice League. 
How many? How how can I say in as many languages? I don't care. <laughs> I don't I don't care about the the now, Snyder cut at all. Who's the original director of Justice League? Uh, Zack, Zack Snyder. Snyder. Yeah. So he left and midway through production, and then he, he took over. Uh, Joss Whedon, Joss took, Whedon over. took over. Yeah. Oh, Whedonverse took over. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh. So now oh. Zack Snyder's going back to redo his cut of the movie and releasing like a three-hour cut. And I'll, st- I'll be honest, I still have not seen Justice League, and I-, I don't have any desire to watch it. None. Trust me, you don't want to. It's not a good movie. As soon as it, I saw the, the, the preview for it, and Aquaman's like, my man! I'm like, nope, <laughs> not going to see that. <laughs> my man! My man! <laughs> nope, I'm going to stay clear of this one. I don't yeah. even think Joss Whedon can save that. No, but uh, to close us out for this month in video game history, March 5th, 2001, almost 20 years to the day we are recording this, Rare releases Conker's Bad Fur Day for the Nintendo 64, and that makes me feel old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I never played Conker's, so it doesn't affect me like it does you guys. Oh, man. that So I, I think part of the reason why Conker was the way it was is that Nintendo didn't really care at that point because the N64 was about to go out of production. Like, that mm-hmm. was... That was the last major N64 game to come out before they switched over to the GameCube. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I had already moved on to the Xbox by that point. But I, I love that game. I wish they had made a sequel to it. You never know. Maybe they will. The Nintendo's doing weird crap, like doing Wii U updates. They might come out with a Conquer game <laughs> in the next week or so. Here's a sequel. Here you go. No Metroid, though. Here you go. Here's some Conquer. We'll have to patch things up with Rare first. Yeah. 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 Uh, before we go into the review tonight, Derek has some shout outs. Yes. As always, we'd like to shout out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. We want to shout out Armes Jackson, Axeblade07, Daniel Salmon, John Jekyll, a.k.a. Mixmaster, Carlos Longoria, Staff Sergeant Sketch, Randy Bailey, Tyler Watson, Justin Olson, Brandon Rutledge, our guest tonight, Donner Party of Five, and our newest patron, Gus and Penny. Gus, thank you so much for joining our awesome community. And because you have kept us at the $50 level, we will continue to do fun commentary tracks like Transformers the Movie, which you can listen to now. And there is a poll up for the uh, next discussion and the duo of The Muppet Show slash Captain N is running away. Really? Like it's it's not close. <laughs> wow. It, it's insane. So that it, it's looking like that's what we're gonna be doing because the poll closes uh early next week. So right, and well, um well that means next month we're gonna do uh brain scan because we have to fit that in. I have to show people my love for brain scan. I'm good with that. And also for the round table discussion for this month, the poll ended in a tie between Mega Man and Halo. So Ooh. I don't know what we'll do to, maybe to we settle to, that. Maybe we need to flip a coin or something. Yeah, I mean, that's what we did last time, so might be what we have to do. All right. Yeah, but, we'll, uh, just, we'll yeah, just flip a coin and do it that yeah, way. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. But if you want to be a part of our awesome Patreon community, just head on over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And tonight we're talking about... had a good sound chip yeah some of the game boy music is actually pretty underrated in my opinion like it it has that even though it's from the same era it still has a very distinct sound like if you were to if i were to play like a super nintendo and a game boy track 
like back to back, I could tell you just by the sound alone which is which. Yeah. It's 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 insane. But uh tonight I thought it would be fun to talk about because we recently celebrated the 20 year anniversary of uh well really both these games, but I'm going to be specifically talking about The Legend of Zero, uh, Legend of Zelda if I can say that, uh, Oracle of Seasons, which is an action-adventure game in the Legend of Zelda series developed by Flagship, which is a subsidiary of Capcom. And I remember being shocked when I found out that a third-party developer was making a Zelda game, because that seemed to be unheard of. Because you know, Nintendo has their IPs that they make, like Mario, like Zelda. So to see that it was handed off, especially Zelda, to another um, developer was pretty shocking to me. And, you know, I've, I've gone into this ad nauseum. If the Zelda name is in the title, chances are I'm going to check it out. I've loved this franchise from the beginning. And, you know, we've talked about Link's Awakening and how underrated that game was. And when they released not one, but just two games back to back, I was like, I was in heaven when that happened. But to, to talk a little bit about what makes these games unique. So Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages were released at the same time. They each have their own story. They're, they're similar as far as structure goes, but they have different settings, different objectives. And the cool thing about it is that they are linked together. No pun intended. So say like you beat Oracle of Seasons you get a password to put into ages and that will kind of alter what happens in Oracle of ages and cool. vice versa. If you do ages first and you get a password to put into seasons and that will make it a different experience as opposed to just, you know, straight up playing the game for the first time. Immortals Phoenix rising that I told you it was going to hit me. <laughs> <laughs> it just hit me out of nowhere. Like where did that come from? Immortals Phoenix Rising is what I'm going to buy next. Holy crap. That could just show that's age. That's just age right there. It took <laughs> took my brain 30 minutes to fire on that that one thing. Whoo! I I really hope Wally Life tweets this episode cuz that will be great. It'll be like, "Oh, here's what it is. Oh, never mind. Jason figured it out." I feel like my brain I my statement. I feel like my brain just had full release. <laughs> 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 Woo, that man. Good. Uh, that's great. I love that. But yeah, uh, yeah, back to what I was talking about. So, whenever you beat the second game, you get another password where you do like the final boss where you fight a resurrected Ganon. Because that's kind of the, the objective of uh, Twin Rova, who you might know from Ocarina of Time. They're essentially trying to resurrect Ganon because this takes place after uh, Link to the Past. Okay, I was going to ask where timeline. this fell in the, uh, the, the Zelda timeline. Yeah, so Ganon has been killed by Link, and Twin Rova is essentially trying to resurrect him. But for Oracle of Seasons, it takes place in uh, a land called Holodrum, where the villain of the game, his name is General Onyx, and he kidnaps Den, who is the Oracle of Seasons. When she's captured, that throws all of the seasons in Holodrum out of whack. And what you have to do is you find uh, what's called the Rod of Seasons. And you get to, as the game progresses, you gain the ability to control the seasons between you know spring summer fall and winter because you can only do certain objectives if it's a certain season so say like if you need to scale a wall you can only do it when vines are growing you climb up the cliff and you get to your next objective you can only cut you know certain um shrubbery down if say it's fall or you can cross a frozen lake in winter so it, it adds a cool little element you know, that makes it a little bit different and not exactly the same as your typical Zelda game. Though it does play very similar uh, to Link's Awakening because you have to find, um, instead of the uh, instruments of the siren like in Link's Awakening, you have to find the essences of nature. And then from there you fight General Onyx and once that's done, then you switch over to Ages. So it, it really makes for a, a cool like 
long form experience between all three games. But I like ages too, but seasons edges it out for me a little bit just because I like I like the ability to control the seasons because that makes it a little bit different than like your typical Zelda game. Because I think in ages you do time travel. Mm-hmm. And like you know, that was done in in Ocarina of Time and and Skyward Sword uh, to an extent as well. So how to me, does, how long do you would you say each game takes to complete? Like as a whole, like the two games play, and then as a whole. Um, trying to remember, it's ab- about as long as you would take for for Link's Awakening. Okay, for for both, because in in each game you have eight items to collect so if if you're if you're familiar with Link's awakening it plays very similar to to that yeah it's got a similar art style too like looking at the screenshots of it yeah and i that it's very reminiscent of link the link to the past style of uh of art yeah it has that that top-down view that we come to know from the classic Zelda games, and it plays very similar to Link's Awakening with the whole handheld aspect to it. I I would love if these games got some type of a remake, like in the style of Link's Awakening. I think it'd be amazing if they did that. Yeah, I was looking to see if they... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, I, I was gonna say I would love a remake. Like you could package both games in, charge sixty dollars. I'd I'd pay the full sixty dollars for it. Oh, one hundred percent, because you're getting two games in one. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, they so, were re-released on the uh, 3DS Virtual Console uh, in 2013, but nothing since then. Yeah, that's where I recently I I went through and played both these games. Uh, last year when the the pandemic was you know at its worst so they're 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 both they're both really fun you know if if you like zelda you're gonna like these games because it 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 plays to that zelda formula with just that little little bit of a different element you know like with time travel with ages and Mm -hmm. um controlling the weather with seasons but uh, donner what, what were your thoughts on seasons um I really like Seasons. I more so was drawn towards Ages just because Ages was way more puzzle-based and Seasons yeah. was more action-oriented. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, it's been a couple... I think the last time I beat those two games was, I want to say like 2017, 2018. I, I played through them. But it, they're, they're, they're one of the Zelda handhelds that I've played numerous times you know, growing up. That and th- those two in Minish Cap. Yeah, whenever I think of these handheld Zelda games, it, my mind instantly goes back to road trips that I would mm-hmm. go on with my family because that was what the Game Boy was perfect for. You know, those two to three hour car rides because my, my grandparents used to own a uh, like a separate house um, right outside of Tallahassee and we would go stay there for like a long weekend. And it's roughly a three hour drive from you know where I lived at the time. So I I got to know these games quite well. And it, like I said if if you like if you like Zelda specifically Link to the Past and Link's Awakening I think you have to give Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages uh, a chance. They yeah. they're both they're both really good. Definitely. I would think that uh you know with what they did with Link's Awakening um, that they could go ahead and just kind of use that same game engine and just kind of do the same thing to to these two games that they did for that, and have it be part of the 35th anniversary. Because you know you could do that and and for the put both of these games you know in one and charge you know thirty forty bucks for it. I think people would pay for it because like this is one of the games I never played, so I would love to actually go back and play these. And I I don't have a 3ds so really no way for me to play it unless i can find a 3ds somewhere and and get it or just kind of hope and wait to see if they actually put it out on the switch or if they ever do another release of it anywhere i think eventually they'll do some type of a re-release whether it's when they start doing game boy games 
for the um the online portion of the switch or if they do if they give it the Link's awakening treatment yeah which would be really cool i would love if they even did that for link to the past yeah because they had so much cool stuff you know like for the the, the in the 3ds uh store or whatever that you could go back and buy old stuff like this and basically you know the 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 switch is their hybrid system and basically their their new portable system like why not why i feel like they're not treating the 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 switch the same that they do with like the 3ds and and their handheld consoles where they had you know a really good store on there that you could go play this old stuff on like i just don't understand why they're not treating the switch the same way Because they hate money. Because <laughs> you think about it, I mean, if if Xbox had done had made a, a handheld, you know, hybrid console, or PlayStation made like a handheld hybrid console, you, I can guarantee you they would put want to put everything they could possibly put on those systems because it's just it would be printing money, and that's what Zelda does. Or I mean, not Zelda, but Nintendo does with their handheld consoles. That that's. Their handheld consoles are what has kept them afloat, you know, uh, through some of the bad years. Like, and they've dominated that market over the last thirty years. I mean, the, no mm-hmm. other machine has come close as far as a hand, as handheld systems, and they just don't treat the Switch that the same way. And the and I'll go ahead and say it: the Switch e store is terrible. It oh, is yeah. a clunky yeah, it turd. I, I've never like. Why don't they partner with like Steam or something and have somebody build them a good online store? Like they're capable of doing it. They've done it before. I don't know why they can't do it with the Switch. That that's just bonkers to me. I don't think we'll ever know. I don't know. <laughs> that's yeah, that store that store is yeah. so aggravating to have to navigate and then the load times waiting for stuff to pop up. I just ugh, it's terrible. It's my only yeah. complaint with the Switch is that awful store. Yeah, a, a couple of other quick things that I wanted to throw in about Oracle of Seasons before I wrap up my review. One of the funnier things about this game, and it's with Ages 2. They borrowed a page from Donkey Kong Country, and you get animal buddies for certain points throughout the game. Like, you get uh, Ricky the Kangaroo, who wears boxing gloves, and then you get Moosh the the giant flying bear to go over, like, long, um, you know, like, long pitfalls that you can't just jump over or climb over. So you, you get them, like, you use them in certain periods throughout the game and also you get uh, what's called a seed satchel and you get different seeds that have different abilities so instead of having like the pegasus boots you get pegasus seeds you use one and you can run fast for a certain period of time and same thing with uh like ember seeds that you give the give you the ability to use fire um so little little bit of a different um element as far as just straight up using like pegasus boots and things like that you were talking about a flying bear all i could think of was uh the clerks animated series like who is flying (laughs) bear is flying how can that be (laughs) i forgot about that seed satchel yeah that was the only time that appeared in zelda i think you're right but it was very innovative for like the time yeah it it was something different, and I, I appreciated mm-hmm. what, what they did with that. I just but, specifically uh, remember... Um, excuse me, go ahead. No, no, no go ahead. I, specifically, I, I can't remember what dungeon it was, but there was this one little crystal that you had to get, and like it was just out of reach of bombs and arrows, and I think you had to shoot your little seed shooter at a wall and one of the bounce seeds would hit the wall and hit the crystal i remember Mm -hmm. as a kid having the hardest time with that and it i think it took me a good like 20 25 minutes to figure it out and then when you do you're just like yes yeah yeah (laughs) here's a cool bit of trivia um uh the resident evil writer junichi miyashita worked simultaneously on the three stories 
because there originally was going to be a third game yeah that tied into this but due to the the complex nature of it they axed the third one and kept it at oracle or in seasons and ages so got a resident evil connection there that's awesome yeah it's crazy to think that you know a third party developer actually made a really solid and really fun combination of Zelda games. Well, Capcom's a good developer. I mean, they they had a few misses here and there. Uh, probably Yonoid being one of them. But uh, <laughs> you know, for the most part, I would say ninety percent of Capcom games are good to great. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd say the this game is is right up there, you know, right up there with it. You know, I, I do agree with uh, Donner what you were saying earlier about ages being more puzzle based, mm-hmm. and seasons being more action based. And I I love the puzzle aspect of Zelda with going through dungeons and having to, you know, maybe go through in a certain way or having to find the weapon first before you can really get through. You know this this tough part of the dungeon, but I, I appreciated the more action oriented pace of seasons too. Like I liked that the two games were similar in some ways, but felt different. So you weren't exactly yeah. you weren't you weren't playing the exact same game. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I appreciated that. But um, as far as the reception of the game goes, uh, Oracle of Seasons and Ages both were critical and commercial successes each selling 3.96 million copies. In Japan, they were the third best-selling Game Boy Color game with 746,054 copies sold. Uh, Chris Carl of IGN said that Seasons and Ages were the best games ever made for the Game Boy Color. Hmm. And uh, Craig uh, Majiski, or Majiski, of gaming age called them the two best games ever to grace a handheld system. Wow. That's pretty high praise. Yeah. And consider but, they sold uh, 4 million copies each. Okay, Nintendo, where's the remake? Like, that's exactly at, at least a few million copies sold just off people that played it and will play it again. Exactly. We just got to speak it into existence. Yeah. Just I've been ta- I've been speaking Metroid for how long now? <laughs> Doesn't work with Nintendo. Uh, you speak it into existence; they do the opposite. Yeah. No, as far as some Nintendo, th- I do not want a Metroid game. I don't want uh, New Zelda games. Just keep them, keep them over there. We don't want them. I never want to see another Metroid game again. <laughs> But as far as a couple of the scores go, game rankings gave Seasons 91.37%. Electronic Gaming Monthly gave Seasons a 9 out of 10. Famitsu, 31 out of 40. IGN, 10 out of 10. Wow. And Nintendo Power, 5 out of 5. So very, very high praise for for both of these games. And I, I would say I would give, I'd give Seasons a solid 9. It's not as good as Link's Awakening to me or Link to the Past, but it's still a very, very solid edition of the Zelda franchise. Well, it sounds like something I would definitely give Nintendo my hard-earned money for, so if they want my money, they need to give us another remake. I mean, this year's the perfect time to do it. I know, 35, Mm -hmm. come on, man. Come on, Nintendo. We don't want to wait till it's the 40th anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> I may not live that long. <laughs> uh, but that's uh, coming up to the end of the show. Donner, it has been a pleasure, my friend. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. It's, it's, it's been fun. So uh, where's where do you want people to follow you at? I know it's uh, it's at DeadPodRyan on Twitter. Where, where are their uh, that, social that media? That's about all I have. Really just that and Reddit. And uh, definitely come join our uh, join join our Discord and hang out with all of us. We have a good yeah. time every single day. It's fun. We we like we like just you know talking talking about our days and talking crap to each other and yeah. sharing memes, videos, funny stuff. It's a great community to be a community. part of. But yeah, thank and you I- for thank you again for coming on, man. 
Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, absolutely. So, Derek, what? Tell everybody about the 300th episode. Yes, yeah, so I did a special live show on Tuesday for the 300th episode of the Derek Diamond Experience. The archive version is out now. Uh, it includes top five moments from the Marvel Cinematic Universe and my fun conversation with Mr. Brian O'Halloran, a.k.a. Dante Hicks from the Kevin Smith View Us Universe. That's available on YouTube, Facebook, and anywhere you get your fine podcast for free. Uh, if you want to follow the show on social media, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at D Diamond Podcast. Uh, and go follow the Open Micers Podcast at Open Micers on Twitter and Open Micers Podcast on Facebook. Just did an interview earlier tonight with Parker uh, Lewis himself. Corin Nemec was on the show talking about his new uh, new series that he and Jason London just got done filming with our friend Steve Wise. Uh, a good friend of me and Derek, who uh, Steve Wise directed, and uh, and um, Kevin Almondovar uh, was the cameraman who did Survey. and also he's the, yeah he's the goat. He worked on Park Parker Syndrome, Parker Syndrome yep. for Derek. So uh, go check that out um, uh, at Open Micers. Uh, it'll be released this Saturday. And uh, the last episode we had was Jacob's twenty first birthday, so he got obliterated on on the show so that was uh that was a good time to go listen to a young man get drunk on a podcast it's a rite of passage <laughs> yeah so uh, i think that's gonna do it for this week fellas what do you say let's do it if yeah, you would GG. like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We're at nerdcaveretro.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro and at jfunktastic and at Derek underscore diamond. You can go buy our merch. It's so easy. ncrmerch.com takes you to our T Public site where we just released another new design the other day the uh, original nes black box nerd cave retro design go pick one up for yourself uh go check us out at patreon keep us above the 50 dollar level where every single month we give you a commentary track you get to uh be a part of our polls so go throw us a couple bucks a month patreon.com slash nerd cave retro if you can't do that leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are given away for free so Derek, please tell them what it's all about may the way of the hero lead to the triforce yes. master blaster runs by the town <laughs> <laughs>